0: On the field, people will come, and it doesn't happen. You have to look at how you're doing business. Hello, welcome to White Sox Business. We're glad you've joined us because we just have so much to talk about with the White Sox baseball these days. So many things are happening for the White Sox, and in the world of sports in general. I don't know if we'll be able to fit it all into just one podcast. I'm your host Tom fredelli and joining me today is my co-host, the champion of the underdog, the Athletics. White Sox reporter James Vega. Not James. This is normally where I would ask you like a silly question, but I'm going to shake things up a little bit today. Okay, silly time. And instead of asking you something, I want to apologize to you because I let you down. You went up against uh, Chuck Garfine in the 108. Having the segment on Thursday. is letting
1: me down in a way.
0: I, I know, I know, but you lost, Chuck, and. <laughs> I lost as well to Gas Money Bob, but I I don't even care because all I wanted was to make sure that you won because I know how important this whole thing was to you. Now, like you said, I I know you're going to say that you don't care and it's no big deal. But that's just because I know you're too humble and compassionate and you don't want me to feel even worse about myself than I already do. But I'm sorry I let you down. And if you want me to resign my position as your co-host so you can replace me with Gas Money Bob, fully understand I'm sorry, James. Can you ever forgive me?
1: I uh, I need you to be very straight with me and answer a question that's been bugging me for years, and I didn't know if you were really in the position to answer it, but I feel like I might as well put it to you. So Gas Money Bob's like a real person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, is, he is a real person behind a fake account, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a bit that the score hosts were doing. Gas money, Bob. You and know, like, like a parody account or something. You know, beer money. The show on you know NBC Sports Chicago that they do.
1: Yes, the sign that you fall asleep with the game
0: on and sign the change of channel. Yes. Well, that <laughs> used to be gas money, and right there was one person, like one of the contestants named Bob on the show that I I, I never saw it, but he became like a soundbite on the score and they referred to him as Gas Money Bob and I guess that's who the person running the Gas Money Bob account you know took it from as a running gag and I mean Gas Money Bob roots for the Cubs I lost to a Cubs fan in a White Sox Twitter tournament but anyways that's not the I don't care I like I said I'm only sorry that I let you down and I know this was really important to you and you know we're gonna get him next year can't get him this year but next year James Vegan 2021. I'm, I'm already starting the campaign. I'm getting boost. I'm getting some, you know, donors, getting some getting some money, getting a super pack going, because it turns out you need a super pack to win this thing.
1: Uh, I, you know, if society crumbles, then there won't be another 108 tournament, right?
0: So what you're saying is you want there to be a
1: 108 tournament next year i'm reviewing options
0: no i think that's what you're saying you heard it here first james wants there to be a 108 tournament because he loves the 108 tournament
1: i love society
0: <laughs> what time did you call chuck garfine to concede last night <laughs> do i have chuck's number i assume i do wait you don't know if you have chuck's number
1: i mean i don't like text him all day or anything
0: do you have merkin's number Yes. Do you have Daryl's number?
1: Yeah, I mean, all the beat writers, we have to communicate and yeah, stuff like but,
0: that. But, but like... you don't know if you have Chuck's number, huh?
1: No, I don't know. Huh. Don't I'll say it again.
0: Huh. Interesting. <laughs> the rivalry
1: is just that that thick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have Ryan McGuffey's number?
1: Uh, Yeah, because we were in the Dominicans. Huh.
0: together. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Wow. I think maybe we should just do a whole show on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I was I should tell I was uh I was at uh Nisei Lounge at a get together that Chuck was at, and Chuck was uh at the bar and he was ordering a drink, and the bartender was like, Do you do you ever uh do you ever tell you you look a lot like Chuck Garfine? <laughs>
0: And we, and, well, in the and bartender's Chuck, defense, that close to Wrigley, you would never expect to see the actual Chuck Garfine. And
1: Chuck, Chuck responded, was like, yeah, I, I get that a lot, actually. And I think Chuck just assumed the dude was doing a bit. And Chuck just responded, like, you know, that guy's a real asshole in real life, you know? And the guys, the bartender's face just fell like a, a, a kid finding out that there's no Santa Claus. Like, oh, oh that's too bad. <laughs>
0: i wonder if it was i was at the d side a uh couple months ago back when you were still allowed to go to bars yeah and i was there because a friend of mine was see, in town seeing
1: that shit on tv now is surreal people <laughs> yeah, just i know out. it's it is
0: so <laughs> weird watching tv and that kind of stuff now where everybody's like you see all the physical contact between people it's just weird but anyways my friend of mine was in town a couple months ago and we went and we hung out there for a night and uh I wonder if it was the same bartender because I was wearing a White Sox hat and the bartender was a White Sox fan. And he was pointing out how, you know, it was very rare to see White Sox fans there. So we were talking because it was like a Tuesday night. So it's not like it was packed. Maybe that's the one whose heart Chuck Garfine broke. And so think of that. If you voted for Chuck Garfine in the tournament, you're voting for a man who breaks the heart of Sox fans. I mean, it seemed
1: like the guy eventually understood at the end of Chuck's explanation that he was talking to actual Chuck Garfine. And that was all a joke about him being an asshole.
0: (laughs) Now, considering this was the Nissai Lounge, I'm going to (laughs) guess this was an athletic get together. And I'm going to guess John Greenberg was in charge of putting it together.
1: It was an NBC Sports Chicago get together. And uh, my, my, um, my three months of internship at 2013 were clearly being honored by my my invitation to it, or just Hayes told me to come, and I was there.
0: Oh, see, I, if at the Nisa, I figured it's either going to be Paul Sullivan or John Greenberg putting it together.
1: Yeah, well, assumptions make an ass of you and Chuck.
0: How much, Malort did you drink?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think I had any that night.
0: How much did Chuck have?
1: Um, I don't know, but they're probably on the house after that misunderstanding.
0: <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of. You're in Chuck's rivalry. Let's let's get to the big news in White Sox land. We we did have some news like earlier did this week. Did
1: you text me like a day after it happened?
0: Oh yeah, because I'm sorry that like I was maybe preoccupied with other things this week besides this big news from the White Sox. We had some roster going on here. Uh, Zach Collins, your Is meme it Mercedes when the
1: team actually does it.
0: Yeah, but Zach Collins, your meme Mercedes, and Jose Ruiz. We're reassigned to Triple A Charlotte Minor League Camp. And this is big news in that A, there is literally no other news about the White Sox going on. And B you know, we knew Collins was going to start the year in Charlotte. That was pretty much written in concrete. But Mercedes was one of those guys who was competing for the 26th man. We, we talked about it on this podcast. We had a whole segment dedicated to mean and the spring he was having because he was hitting a bunch of bombs. and He was becoming like the new Daniel Polka cult figure. But we thought he was in line for that 26th spot, but clearly not if they're sending him down to Charlotte. So does this mean Nicky Delmonico is going to be the 26th man if there's ever a baseball game to play?
1: Um, one like uh, the season's not gonna start for like two months, so I, I feel like any, everything could change. But near the last couple days before they announced it, and when they're, I guess, trying to beat back, we got see expectation a little bit that your me was gonna do it. They started saying like, well, we'd like some flexibility. Um, so Nikki's ability to stand in different spots a little bit more credibly uh, would probably weigh in. But I also don't think Chester Cuthbert is dead yet because he could. Theoretically, be a backup to Moncada, which would prevent him against that kind of infield shortage scenario I floated out that they have before uh, Madrigal comes up. Um, which is funny because Chesler had had like a great spring in terms of hitting, but had just been like butchering it in the field. But theoret- theoretically, he's a he's a natural third baseman, and you know if Moncada <laughs> has a, has um you know a sore hamstring one day, and you have to have you're already starting like Mendick or Garcia at second and you need somebody to dispel him while not putting him on the I.L. then having Cuthbert around and you could also float him out to the corners in the outfield and probably not have total disaster or something like that Um th- I, I, I wouldn't rule him out I wouldn't say just Nicky won it straight out and it's all done except for the crying but I, I would say it's between Monaco and Cuthbert
0: so would you say that if Nicky's playing checkers that Cuthbert's playing chess lure
1: all right. So, what's the next? Would segment you say on the that?
0: Agenda? Would you say that for me, James? <laughs>
1: um, uh, I would figure out how to ha- ha- put it in a headline. I guess. <laughs> what else am I going to spend the next two months figuring out?
0: You did mention that sex. <laughs> you did mention Chester was killing the ball in spring. He really was. As things came to an end, he was hitting four oh seven with a five fifteen on base, and he was slugging eight fifteen. So, I mean, he was he was enjoying that warm Arizona air for sure. Uh. Yeah, yeah so, he
1: was hitting all the dingers of Yermin, but he didn't look like a bowling ball with arms. So I guess it wasn't as exciting to everybody.
0: Even also, though I
1: think he and Yermin are the same age.
0: Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> about to bring up. Like, you think of Chesler Cuthbert, and it's like, this is a guy who, you know, we're familiar with because he'd been playing with the Royals. Like, he first started with the Royals in 2015. It feels like he's been around forever. And then you look, he's like, he's 28. Yermin's 28. So <laughs> whoops. It's not like well, 27. Or, yeah, but it's not like, you know, your mean's a young, exciting up-and-comer. I think a lot of fans, just because they never really heard of them until last year, kind of overlook how long your means been around, just in the minors. They're a uh, professional team. Yeah.
1: Let's well, move not counting
0: any ball. Let's, let's move on to something you wrote about, because, you know, it's, it's actually, before we even get into it and I start being sarcastic, it was a very good story, James.
1: Oh, great. I only been working on it for like four months and then
0: saw the world
1: change upside down and kind of. Completely redo the tenor of the story i was gonna like go see him play and stuff like that
0: <laughs> well <laughs> it was still a very good story uh it was about ed howard who some of you might remember from the jackie robinson west little league world series team that won it quote asterisk although I uh, screw your asterisk they won the, na- the u.s national title and who'd they lose to south korea
1: uh yeah it sounds like
0: that. ed was ed was one of the stars of the team he was the shortstop he got the final outs in the little league world series to clinch the you know the u.s title but now you know i, I can't believe i feel like an idiot because i didn't even bring this up when we had keith law on last week but he is in keith law's top prospects he's ranked 20th in keith law's draft prospects for this summer's draft if it ever happens he plays at mount carmel he's a shortstop and you, you know you wrote about ed howard who first came into our lives as like a little what 11 12 year old and who's now on the verge 12 of being, yeah uh, now he's now on the verge of being a first round major league baseball draft pick
1: yeah if there was like if you didn't really remember the names of the kids but if there was a kid who stuck out in your memory of like i think that kid might actually be really really good yes <laughs> that was it's probably ed because ed had been taking like infield practice from a former big leaguer since he was seven years old and like was very very polished um defensively at 12 and like had all these like very like practice actions at shortstop, and now he still does and except now he's like six foot three and super athletic and has like a, a big throwing arm and it's just um i don't know if i should talk about it as like a prospect or like as a as a just a kind of a dude but um, he he's someone who profiles is just like a pure shortstop. Someone who's like really no questions about his ability to stick on the position, other than the fact that he is starting to get really tall. But you know, he's still shorter than like Carlos Correa or something like that. But he's yeah. just like extremely defensively polished. And um, it's funny because he has the same he has an advisor, but he has the same agency representation as Tim Anderson. And so they were working out together um for Ed's 18th birthday, and Tim Tim's reaction was just like. Wow, this guy like knows how to do everything. It's all this like stuff that I like I learned, learned last, the last three, <laughs> I learned in the last three years since I got called to the majors. Like he was like raving about Ed's like tea routine, about how he like would stick the tea on all the different different like zones and quadrants and heights uh, to like practice the swinging at balls in different parts of the zone. And Tim was all like, "Man, like I just learned how to do that like." Um, last year about developing his routine. So Ed's just like super polished. And I would probably put Tim's like natural pop and like there's a reason Tim Anderson was able to learn all the stuff late um, and still kind of succeed is because Tim Anderson's like just an absurd athlete and it's probably a measure beyond Ed and, and Ed is more of the precocious and polished and all that uh, element. So I wouldn't quite I, I don't quite fully buy into like uh Tim's theory the like he's like me but he's like 10 years ahead in terms of development but he he is he's definitely someone who I don't know if if you're dreaming about Ed Howard being as somebody who the White Sox would draft one I would think he'd be around in 11th and I think they'd be interested I don't know if it'll necessarily happen but you know it's a possibility more it's not absurd but he he'd be someone who's probably very similar build in terms of they're both like thin and wiry, but Ed was probably someone who would come in and defend shortstop really well right away. And it's more the question of he'd probably hit for average like Tim does. And it's a question of whether he'd have the same level of pop. And I I probably wouldn't see, you know, 335 or anything like that, but he's supposed to have a lot of bat speed and decent, you know, a very polished approach. Whereas Tim is somebody who um, (laughs) who was swinging absolutely every single thing and has really just only kind of refined that. Whereas Ed is a bit more measured and, um, you know, takes pitches and recognizes spin at a young age. I don't know. What what do you want
0: to ask me about Ed Howard? If if you look at him, I I get, you know, you said he's, what, 6'3"? Yeah. So, I mean, there's like he's got a, I know he's kind of s- skinny now and spindly ish, but he's got a decent frame where you still think he could put on a little more size without, you know, losing kind of what, you know, his athleticism. So, I don't think, I don't think if you just projecting based, and I've never seen him play, I'm doing this based off of looking at photos of him, just trying to project his frame. I do think that you could get, a little more strength on there be okay I don't know if he'd ever be like a 25 home run hitter but I do think that he's got some projectability to get you know more than just you know a gap to gap doubles kind of like Nick Madrigal type
1: oh yeah he could definitely like there's a dream scenario where he projects and he becomes that 20 25 home run guy I just I I feel like I've gotten a little bit too um liberal in, in past years of just saying like well this guy's skinny he's gonna he's projectable And it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. always just happen like that automatically because it can, but there's definitely a ceiling where he totally like adds a bunch of strength and adds a little bit of loft and just all of a sudden starts, you know, pounding the ball. And he's like a, you know, a top level, top 10 level defender at shortstop and somebody who hits for average and uh, at least average power, like 20 home runs. And he's just an absolute like regular five win monster, but that's the absolute ceiling. Like, evaluators are agreement like if everything clicks for him it's it's an absolutely monstrous player but um for an 18 year old we don't want to like put all those expectations like the one thing you can be sure of is this guy is gonna play a really good shortstop and probably hit enough to keep himself in the lineup like so like he's i want to say he's at least jose iglesias because that's a that's really solid like major leaguer for a long time but like that's probably floating around where the floor would be
0: Because like if you look at the one photo like when he was you mentioned him working with Tim, and he posted the photo on his Instagram of him standing next to Tim, and it's like size wise, he looks kind of bigger than Tim, and you know what I
1: mean. (laughs) Like Tim
0: Tim is more built, Tim is sturdier and and stronger, but it's like height wise and frame wise, they look very similar.
1: Yeah, he said like I was like you guys have like such different paths because like Tim, uh, you know, he really didn't start playing baseball. Like really, until he got like a junior college offer, and you've been like doing this hardcore since you were seven. And he's like, no, I, I I see myself a lot like him. I just think like I'm a little bigger. And I was like, oh okay, like because <laughs> up until that point, he had been a very humble like guy, and I was like, okay, now I'm talking to like a, a, a confident eighteen year old. But then I brought that to Tim, and he's like, yeah, totally. He, he's a little bit bigger than me. He might have a little bit more pop. But yeah, Tim was totally down with that idea that he was like going to be better than him, that he has a higher ceiling than him, and. I don't. I don't fully buy into it, but you know, maybe I should. If you know, both of them are telling me this much.
0: Future Hall of Famer. I'm saying it now. Boom. Put so, it on the
1: uh, Padres are going to draft him, and White Sox fans are going to be angry about it for a decade.
0: You're damn straight. Uh, no. I, I mean, I don't know. I, all I know is I'm going to be rooting about Ed. I'm going to be rooting for Ed Howard, no matter what happens. <laughs> so I hope. I hope he. Gets drafted early. It'd be great if the White Sox took him, and it'd be even better if the White Sox took him and he turned out to be a great player. But just rooting for it. I
1: mean i I picked him because he's close, and he was very easy for me to like. Like I don't know. I I went to go interview uh, Ed Howard, and then like swung by and hung out at my mom's house because it's like five minutes away from Mont Carmel. But I picked him because he's close, and he's like the best of that class. But like all those dudes in that on that team, those teams, yeah, all those dudes in the team are either like like. Playing college baseball, or, um, yeah, they all, they all have like scholarships. So, like, Trey Hondress, like, got is at Michigan now. Um, I think another, uh, you know, another player on, um, I think Josh Houston's on that Mount Carmel team with Ed. Like, they all have scholarship offers. A bunch of them signed, like, because they were ace players with the White Sox, like, youth organization and, like, signed, uh, like, at least four or five of them were at their signing day event last year. Some of them are, like, freshmen in college right now. Um, they're all still playing. Like, I think like DJ Butler is like he was the one who is like the really tiny center fielder, and he's mm-hmm. still like pretty short. Like, he's got a scholarship to like Coppin State. Like, the none of the like even the ones that, like aren't like huge MLB frames like Ed. Like, they they all have enough baseball acumen where they can play like at a higher level. Like, so, like I asked Ed that like does this kind of the fact that you kind of have all advanced. Prove that like it was more than just like to people who dismissed your accomplishment based on the idea that you guys are cheating or that you had players outside your district. It's like, yeah, well, it it does prove that the fact that we're all still playing. But like, I don't think anybody watched us ever. Kind of could really doubt that. It's like we we won because we're really good. So it it makes sense that we're all still playing at a higher level. Yeah, it's, I think Edge just the, the the crazy athlete of them all.
0: It's it's really hard to win like you know the U.S. National Little League title fluke by getting hot i mean you could do it if you'd get to williamsport like maybe you get hot and you go on to win it but to get to williamsport generally the the bad teams are weeded out pretty quickly in that process so it's it's not that surprising considering how well they played while in that tournament and then just to see that now that you know you figure like at that age as long as they keep playing with how well they played in that tournament that they're probably going to be at least a few that go on to you know not just get College scholarships, but maybe even further. But yeah, it's it's a really cool story. And you mentioned because even Ed has the scholarship offer to Oklahoma. He wanted to follow in the footsteps of the great he who (laughs) we stopped naming. My bad, I forgot. Can remember to bleep that out. So I mean, but he's clearly, barring something unforeseen, will not probably never play a single. You know, never take a. Yeah, I was wondering how to touch that. Like,
1: yeah, congrats on your Oklahoma. So you're like never going there, right? (laughs) are <laughs> you even never going to that state again like maybe if you get traded to the dodgers and you're with their triple affiliate you'll be in oklahoma but otherwise yeah. that's that's it for you
0: <laughs> yeah I, I would i would be very surprised that if he ends up in oklahoma and plays there for three years there are certain times when you don't want to have to go to the doctor's office to get help for a medical condition if you're dealing with a condition like ed you want treatment asap That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you... Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel any time. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com whitesocks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com whitesocks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We're going to move on. We're going to start a new segment. James, and I'm just kind of throwing. I'm excited for you. it. Yeah, it's it's called Tenty Questions. And the way it works is it's like 20 <laughs> questions, except you only get to ask 10. I have what, a why, mystery.
1: Why don't just call it 10 questions?
0: <laughs> no, cuz Tenty. All right. Tenty Questions. But uh I have a Mystery White Sox player and you have 10 questions to ask me to figure out who the mystery player is. Now, full disclosure about how stupid I am. When I was putting the rundown together for this show, I nearly, in this segment, wrote down or typed, you know, put in the player. (laughs) (laughs) Which probably would have made it extremely easy for you, assuming you read it. That would
1: just make it funny the longer it took me to find out
0: like, no, no, what I, I would, uh, you could have just asked like one completely general question. And then after I gave you the answer, you go, oh, it, okay. It's, <laughs> that would have been great. But uh to be clear, like you can't ask super specific questions. All right. Like you can't just say like, you can ask me what decade did the player play or, you know, did he play for the team in this specific year? You can't ask me so what year he This years is not necessarily play. a current player. It could be. That's okay. or that that could be the kind of question you ask. I won't count that against your total.
1: All right.
0: All right. So I mean if if the question's too specific, I'm going to strike it. We'll we'll figure it out as we go along, but I have a White Sox player. You have 10 questions. Go.
1: Um is he a current big leaguer? No. Um. Is he a retired big leaguer, James? Yes.
0: If he's not a current big leaguer,
1: well, he could be a current minor leaguer.
0: Oh, okay. Well, cool then. No. Oh, yes, he is retired. There's two. Okay.
1: Um. Did he ever taken at bat as a designated hitter?
0: Ooh, let me check. This is hold on i gotta look this one up because it's possible but you're getting see you're, what you're gaining here is that he's not if he has he was not a he's not a you full-timer know. he's not mm-hmm.
1: i'm basically eliminated harold baines i would he say
0: took yes he <laughs> took he took at bats as a designated hitter although i don't know if he ever did as a white sock three questions in
1: hmm. um did he ever play is he an up the middle defender
0: Yes, four questions.
1: Uh, is he right-handed?
0: He throws with his right hand. There's five questions.
1: Oh, that's obvious now. That's not an answer. <laughs> of course, if he's a. He's in the second baseman, shortstop. He has to throw with right hand. Tell me if he's right-handed or not.
0: <laughs> I kind of gave you the answer in a way, because so your throws right. Great. No, 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 no.
1: Switch hitter and uh, maybe
0: I'm right. not I'm not giving you I'm saying you know that he might bat right or not he might you know he throws right so he might be a lefty or he might be a switch hitter so uh, you're gaining information you got five questions left James
1: has he uh, served a significant period of time as a leadoff man
0: yes four questions left
1: feel like you're getting close does he have more than 190 career home runs?
0: Does he have more than one hundred and ninety <laughs> career? Overall? I think that's a little. Yeah, he does. You got you got three questions left. Is he Ray Durham? He is. <laughs> Look at you, James. You're one for one. Congratulations, buddy. I didn't I didn't think you'd get it. Although I will say, for the first time, I didn't want to go a little. I didn't want to get too, you know. Obscure. I wanted to go for somebody who was, you know, a bigger name or at least a bigger player for the White Sox. I yes. definitely
1: do like wonder if my what my potential to really narrow in on it is if you do go obscure.
0: <laughs> That's what we'll find out at some point in the future. <laughs> but yes, Ray Durham, former White Sox second baseman, played for the team. I wonder if I should have just
1: dragged it out more. Like, was he a graduate
0: from Harding High School in Charlotte, North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Let's see how many other Harding players there are. There are three, or yeah, three players from Harding High School. I'm gonna go with Dickie Knowles. That's right. And Bobby Thompson. Not that Bobby Thompson.
1: No, not the good one.
0: The other Bobby Thompson who played in 64 games in the 1978 season, and that was it. Yes, no, Ray Durham. We're very proud. Cam, what is James one?
1: James won a uh, Dodge 2020 Ram. I'm a ramming man.
0: Woo! Congratulations, James. You have a new 2020 Dodge Ram.
1: Where where can I pick it up? Don't ask questions.
0: (laughs) Cam Cam is actually on the process of driving it from his home in California to you in person. Uh, What a sad march. (laughs) Uh, you know you know who you know who wouldn't have got it right? Um Garfine. That's right. Chuck Garfine would have never got it right because he's no James Vegan, even if he did beat you in, in a in a Twitter poll, then again, I am sorry for letting it happen. I should have been more proactive in securing you votes, but I wasn't and should crack more windshields. Regret, I'll I'll probably regret it for the rest of my life. Uh let's let's move on to shout outs. I'm going to start my – I'll go first, as I always do. I'm going to send a shout-out to Jake Berger, the White Sox, former first-round draft pick who you know has dealt with a couple of Achilles injuries. He sent out a tweet earlier this week to Sox Nation family and friends. It's read, as I sit here and reflect on the last two years in my Arizona hotel room, social distancing, of course, I realized I want to address a few things. For those that keep asking, yes, I am still playing baseball, and I'm still a proud member of the Chicago White Sox organization. Growing up, you never expect to deal with a major injury, times two, while playing the sport you love. I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about life itself over these two seasons. I've battled depression and anxiety, but I've realized that opening up and talking about everything has helped me get through it. If anyone that sees this needs help or wants to talk, my DMs are always open. That being said, I'm more determined than I've ever been in my life to succeed. I'm back and stronger for it. Thanks for the constant support through everything. No fan base is better than the White Sox fan base. I'm so glad and fortunate I get to interact with each and every one of you, JB. So shout out, Jake. Thanks, Jake. James, who's your shout out for?
1: Um, <laughs> my shout out is to my loving wife, Jacqueline, who I will be spending the next three months by her side.
0: Doing maybe Brazilian butt lifts? Uh, maybe. Please, The PlayStation <laughs> 2 arrived. PlayStation 2? Oh, sorry. PlayStation 4. <laughs> I was going to say, James, you've been swindled, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was $500. <laughs> I, got, I got a PS2, but it's going to cost you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I'm here with my partner, for life possibly for the rest of my life so <laughs> we're sticking out
0: together is she literally there right now oh yes She's is that why you're there. shouting her out
1: uh i feel like that made it a worse idea to be honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well uh hi jacqueline thanks for thanks for speaking up during the show <laughs> and taking part uh and thank you at home hopefully not She's out. not
1: doing the ad reads for this episode.
0: Uh, Aw, well, anyways, thanks for that. Not doing that, Jacqueline. Thanks for nothing, and thanks to everybody else for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have a a nice surprise for you, or we won't. <laughs> that's that's a hell of a tease, don't you agree? Um.
1: Yeah, it's accurate.
0: Yeah. We either will or we won't to find out. Reflective
1: of the current status.
0: You're going to have to tune in. Thanks for listening to the White Sox business. We'll talk to you next week.